0: Welcome, everybody, to DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, giving you a deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of best talk and discussions of pro wrestling, such as AEW, NXT, New Japan, and very others. So, I hope everybody is staying safe today and washing your hands. I know that the wrestling world has been suffering a blow due to the coronavirus, or as officially is called, the COVID-19 I know this is something that we did not anticipate. You know, as Americans, we didn't think this was going to come to our country. It's going to affect us, but it has been affecting us, especially uh, economically, our workplace, even pro wrestling, as I like to talk about. So there has been a lot of changes that happen. Um, Many promotions have been canceling, postponing. But the biggest effect was Wrestlemania. But I'll get to that. But I'm going to give you guys a little talk here. About a little show that happened last night. Um, This one was thought of by WrestleTalk. A British uh, news outlet. Well British wrestling news outlet. (coughs) Um, These guys were scheduled to do a show. um, For fans. But apparently... Thanks the, to the COVID virus, it kind of affected. But this is the story. Uh, Russell has a good relations with with the Aerial Assassin Will Osprey, and that's kind of cool, you know. So he came up with this brilliant idea: let's have a show, but with no fans. So let's call it No Fans Monday. It was a pretty good show. So he got a lot of things that they were that they planned in four days of a window period that they had before it happened. So he booked the matches, but the biggest surprise is where he booked himself to face against his girlfriend, B Priestley. Yeah, you may have heard of her. She was, she's currently signed with AEW, but she also does shows down, does um, wrestling down with Stardom, the number one Yoshi style wrestling down there. So let's start from top to bot, from the bottom to the top of the card. Uh, it started out with. Um, Paul Robinson versus O.G. Mo. Now I don't know who these guys were, but there was a a little fun fact about um, Paul Robinson that I discovered. He used to be tag team partners with the Aerial Assassin himself, so it was pretty cool to hear. But the match, it was alright. I liked that uh, Paul was more of a type of a brawler type, and O.G. Mo was more of the kind like Will Osprey, you know, aerial uh, stuff. But Paul was a champion of this title that they never mentioned what it was. But I don't know what to make of it. But Paul won the victory when he low-blowed OJIMO when the ref's back was turned. Now, here's something I did not realize. The referee in that very show had short shorts. The type that coaches use when you go to the PE gym. You know, the ones that passes your your damn knees. So yeah, that's kind of crazy. So, I don't know who the hell hired that guy and why he had to wear shorts like that. It's really crazy. Now, there was an interview with this female wrestler named Aliyah James. Now, originally she was booked to be in a triple threat match with um, the current Rev Pro Women's Champion, Giselle Shaw, and Mercedes Blaze. But later, um, Mercedes Blaze interrupted her and it just became a singles competition. Uh, Mercedes Blaze versus... Uh, Giselle Shaw. So, we'll get to that in a bit. The next match was a, what they call it, a scramble of doom. So, they had five wrestlers in this ring. They had uh, Adam Maddox, Carlos Romo, Malik, Chuck Cyrus, Paul Sawyers. These are interesting people. Now, I nev- I never knew who these guys were because... I'm still trying to familiarize myself with many of the stars in this show. The only ones I am aware of are three of them. No, scratch that, four. But I'll explain that at the end of this part. So this match was incredible. It was um, basically the only way to win is either by submission or pinfall. Everyone was doing um, a great move, uh, especially this guy Malik. Who actually did like what kind of what, um, what's his name? Drew McIntyre does to Claymore, but more awesome and cooler. And uh, Carlos Romo, he what incredible high flyer. And Chuck Cyrus, he has this kind of powerhouse type wrestling, which we all familiarize ourselves with that a lot. And I enjoyed it; it was a good show. So Chuck Cyrus took the victory, but post matches was funny. He was about to give the interviewer a hug. But you had to keep distance from that because we don't want no virus in us. And, of course, that's how it's always been. So, he, the interviewer started running and Chuck was right after him. <laughs> really funny. Now, the next match was a women's match. This one was Mercedes Blaze versus Giselle Shaw. Now, I am familiarized with Giselle Shaw because um uh, I saw uh, saw her... As Reina Reyes. In the Women of Wrestling. And later I found out. Okay so she goes by that name. Only when she's at the Women of Wrestling. But outside of it. She's known as Giselle Shaw. She's uh, Canadian born. But she's wrestled around the world. Uh, Currently she goes to Ref Pro. And many other promotions. But man she knows how to. Do some great moves. She has that. Intense aggressiveness that shows her she can pull off you know and it makes perfect sense why she's the current ref pro women's champion and I was enjoying how she wrestled and um Mercedes blaze I'm not familiarized with her but there was a moment where she put on rubber gloves because of course you don't want to touch anybody I don't know it was uh a comedy stint I'm not sure but it was all right but this was one of those matches that Got my attention, I think it's one of the of the of uh, on one of the five that I liked out of the seven they that they put out and Giselle Shaw took the victory. I was very impressed by her performance. I uh, hope I get to see her more now the next interview was uh Callum Newman, uh, I don't know who he is he's a seventeen year old kid who is now going to wrestling school on scholarship and he got interrupted by in, independent wrestling star David Starr. Um David Starr was being disrespectful. It turned into a brawl when David Starr sucker-punched an interviewer. And it went from in the back to the, to the ring. It became a match. It was unbelievable. You got veteran versus rookie. And you don't know what to expect in those type of match. You don't know if the veteran's going to prevail or the rookie's going to have the, the biggest upset. Who knows that's always been one of those matches we've seen every time we don't know if the, if that's the case, but man uh Calahum was really impressive um David Starr, I'm not familiarized with his work, but I am familiarized with his name on various occasions you know uh recently, I did hear about his his last match that he had with w x w but I'll explain to you guys um on another time about that because I got this going. Everything that I planned for this particular episode, but I'll come back with David Starr later, but man, move after move, counter counter man, I don't know where you get these guys, but it was impressive, so this is one of my favorite matches that I liked in that in that day, so I'm like, wow, but at the end of the match, it was David Starr who took the victory so. The veteran prevailed, but at the same time, he was impressed with Callum, uh, Callum Newman's, uh, performance. He showed that he really is meant to be there. Instead of shaking his hands because of the COVID virus, he just gave him the elbow. Like, elbow to elbow. Which was understandable, as you all know. Um, later we got an interview with, uh, this tag team group called Team Six. Now, I'm not familiarized with, uh, one of them, um. The team is from, uh, consistent of Nathan Cruz and Lucas Steele. Now, I'm not familiarized with Lucas Steele, but his name did pop up before uh, Lucas Steele was currently in All Japan Pro Wrestling. He was about to do a tournament called the Carnival Champion, which is like their version of the G1 Supercard. But because of the COVID virus now hitting Japan, they decided to cancel it. So Lucas Steele came back because of that. So, like I said, I'm not familiarized with a lot of wrestlers, but I do get uh, familiarized with their names that popped up anywhere. It doesn't matter whatever promotion they're, they're being booked or if they made appearances in certain promotions, like in the past. That's how it works for me. I don't familiarize myself with a lot of wrestlers until if their names popped up somewhere. Like, <coughs> like just I'll explain that at the end. So Team Sin were team they teamed up to face against uh, Robbie X and David uh, Scotty Davis. Now this was unbelievable match. I enjoyed this type of tag team match in this particular show. I was like so impressed with Robbie X's performance and same thing with uh, with Scotty Davis. But here's another fun fact about Scotty Davis. His former tag team partner was uh, the current. Uh, NXC champion the NXC cruiserweight champion Jordan Devlin. So I'm not sure if Scotty Davis is gonna go with NXT UK. I'm not sure yet, but we'll see. But wow. But the thing is, I enjoyed every combination. How this is uh you got two brawlers, two high flyers, but the only difference is um team sim has focused as a cohesive unit. Robbie X and Scotty Davis well they're kind of like been put in in the in the shuffle in the scrap by scratch but Scotty Davis has more experience in the tag team division because of his partners that he have in the past so but that's what happened but Team Sin took the victory on this one i think i'm more interested to see more um learn more about the these competitors because it gets my attention now the next mat we had an interview with Adam Maxton, who even though he did not win, but he still wants to prove that he belonged to be there in the wrestling world. He's kind of like um one of those uh tough those guys bodybuilder guys that try to prove themselves that they belong here. We've seen those type of um got cats in the past, but I'm gonna follow more of each of these wrestlers that are were in this event. Then we had Kyle Fletcher, who I'm familiarized his name before. Um, don't remember where. He was facing against Connor Mills. This was un <coughs> another an unbelievable match. It was more like um junior heavyweight type or cruiserweight or or light heavyweight. However you want to call it, but it was great. Um there there's moments when they were bleeding from their mouths. I don't know what happened. I I don't know how they I don't remember how they busted it, but it was crazy how it turned out. I'm like, damn. But it was great. I, 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 Kyle Fletcher does these moves, and he counters some of Connor's moves. Con, uh, Connor does the same thing. It's like back and forth. That's one of those things that I like about these type of matches. When it comes to the cruiserweight slash junior heavyweight slash light heavyweights, you know. But sadly, like any other match, uh, there has to be a winner, and the winner turned out to be Kyle Fletcher. Now we go to the main um, event. Will Ospreay versus B Priestley. Man versus woman. Boyfriend versus girlfriend. New Japan versus AEW. Now, this was something I, I don't think I have ever seen. I don't know if, if Will Ospreay has been involved in mixed uh, intergender, ta- uh, intergender matches before. But this one really kind of put to the test. I loved everything that happened. Uh, of course, Will Osprey didn't hold any punch, neither did Be Priestley, and and that's what I like about this because when you're if you're in a relationship in the business, it's kind of hard. But if you are facing each other, you know when... you can't hold any back anything back. The same thing I learned in martial arts when I was training back in Southwestern, you no know, in City College, but I I love this match, and of course. B. Priestley knew every move he was going to make. The Hidden Blade, uh, Stormbringer, Stormbringer, whatever he 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 pulled out of his arsenal. But my favorite mo- moment is when she did the Chicky Nandos. You know, the part where you have your head right in the back of the turnbuckle safety and super kick right in the face. That's one of those moves that surprised me. Because Will Ospreay was the one who invented that move. But sadly, it was Will Ospreay who won when he first did... The Hidden Blade, then, the Stormbringer, but at the end of the of the match, after the match, when he won it, he did a, an amazing uh, speech about getting the record straight about B Priestley. Because here's the problem that many people think they're saying, Ah, B Priestley got involved in wrestling just because of Will Ospreay. Bullshit. That's not true. She did that for on her own. She didn't need Will's help. And she took a gamble for herself on this. That's what I like about Will Osprey. What he was telling: how how dare you people try to think what you think was going on, but it doesn't. B Priestley did it on her own. That's why she's known as the top guy gene in stardom. She didn't need Will's help. She did that on her own, and I like that. I like that in a woman. <coughs> but yet. They actually called, he called out everybody from the back, all of the wrestlers who were involved. And the results of how many people watch this on YouTube? 11,000. That is un- unbelievable. Now, if you guys haven't seen it, go ahead, go to Wrestle Talk on YouTube and you can see it. It's very free. Now, they did have this thing where if you buy a shirt from them, it's only like 19 pounds, somewhere between maybe 23, 24 American dollars. It says, Support wrestle talk, screw coronavirus That's a pretty cool now. all the money they collect from making those shirts from those shirts that they sell they're gonna go to the camera people, the production group, the ref, everybody who got involved in in the show because they did it for free, and we owe it to them if we watch it or purchase their show that they did a great job so that now let me explain what is it about this show that I like. The no fans feeling is so great on this one because it's a lot different. But I will explain more at the end of this episode. Now, like I said before, not a lot of these wrestlers I'm familiarized. The only ones I am familiarized is Giselle Shaw, David Starr, uh, Lucas Steele, Kyle Fletcher, B. Priestley, and Will Osborne. <coughs> now, half of these names I found out through other promotions and that's how I figured it out. And Will Osprey already knew about his, uh, his, his uh, reputation through New Japan from two years ago. And I'm glad I got to, to know who he is. But yeah, that's how it works for me. Now, if, here in, in this channel, we like to talk about people that we don't know. Wrestlers that we never heard of, but what do we like? Like, for example, um, Connor Mills, he really impressed me. So does Callum Newman. So if you guys want to take the time, to check them out. Lucas Steele, I don't know who he is, but I, I he, play, he he must be someone important to, to go to all Japan Pro Wrestling. But yeah, so that is it for what we got for Wrestle Talk. Now let's talk about WrestleMania for a bit. Um, as you all know, the this whole thing got into a crazy dilemma with WrestleMania thirty six. Ever since the co- the coronavirus first started to spread here. There were talked that they were uh, that there was going to be a cancellation or a postponement. So whatever it was, that's what it, it became. It was more of concern and all that. But now, a few days ago, the city of Tampa, Florida, were not threatening or giving ultimatums. They were telling WWE if they don't make a decision to shut down WrestleMania, they were going to do it for it. But it was so crazy how this whole thing went down. I'm like, man... I don't know what to expect, I, I, and the real question was what Vince McMahon was going to do. The only obvious question that was in my head was either he's going to file a lawsuit against the city of Tampa or, or blacklist them. But I know people that, <coughs> excuse me, that there, if this if <coughs> if Vince would have canceled this, he would have lost a lot of money on this. There was a lot of money. Writing on this and it was like about somewhere around a 100 millions of dollars but then he finally made a decision they were going to move it to the performance center but this time with no fans something that it's already been done with uh with smackdown and raw but with a big pay-per-view like this i don't know but recently now it's been told that on june they're going to move it to june 7th of this year at madison square garden now The reason this has happened, Vince McMahon was worried that the city of Orlando, where the Performance Center is now at, that the city of Orlando officials were going to shut them down because of the outbreak. So they decided, you know, they're going to wait it out, and I'm okay with that, but it wouldn't be the same like how it's supposed to be. And I did hear that there's a chance that the Hall of Fame ceremony might take place around the same time as SummerSlam. So... Uh, I will get more information on that. I'm just still trying to understand more the situation where WrestleMania 6. Now, in related of WrestleMania, WrestleCon, one of the conventions or live events that they throw in right around the week, they announced that they cancel a lot of their events Their events on that time, uh, meaning autograph session, live wrestling shows that they do. Anybody who purchased tickets from that, that they're going to get a refund. All this and that. So they already made that official statement on Twitter. and hope, But it's still unclear whether if they're going to participate when WrestleMania goes back on June 7th. Uh, so related to that too, GCW also did the same thing. But instead of canceling it, they postponed it. It's still no clear what's going to happen with them. Now, the last thing before I go, I want to talk to you guys about the feel of no fans being there at this moment of the pandemic crisis i didn't feel anything with the with the way smackdown or raw went because i don't know it, it didn't have that feeling with it but with the wrestle talk it did have it I, I don't know how to explain it. it 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 gave that kind of feel it's like okay there's no fans but the way it was like the space that was going the amount of people that were there but yeah Raw and SmackDown didn't have that, like, the feeling. I mean, they do have the resources to put on a good show, but it's the feeling that counts that makes it. But I don't think Raw and SmackDown has ever, WWE has ever experienced (coughs) like this before. But I think they should take it as a lesson. For future references, something like this is going to happen again. So if it does, then we know. I heard that AEW may do the same thing, but I'm still going to follow more on that. So, if you guys like what I'm talking about with the Wrestle Talk, you can still watch it on YouTube. Uh, just click Wrestle Talk and you just find it right there. Uh, Beep is called Wrestle Talk Showcase No Fans Monday. That's what you need to look for. So, you can look it up on YouTube. It's about a two hour event. I like it. I enjoyed it. But I will follow more about what's going to happen with WWE regarding WrestleMania. And hopefully, we get to see more. So, at this point, I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!